The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. If you've been following the research and content we've been producing at Cognolytica and on this AI Today podcast as well, then you know that we spend a lot of time on use cases and how different industries are using various AI and cognitive technologies. We think that this is important to do because many organizations want to implement AI technologies, but they're not quite sure where to begin. And, you know, one of the things we've noticed as we've gone through hundreds of different use cases, interacted with many customers, delivered training many times, written a lot of articles for Tech Target and for Forbes and all the rest of our work, and of course, all these great podcasts, is that we found that, that despite all of the different variations in the AI projects and the implementations, we found that there are seven common patterns that seem to continuously show up in all these use cases. And it doesn't matter if you're building something for mining or for energy or for healthcare or building an autonomous vehicle or robots or, you know, any of these things. We found that there are these seven patterns that seem to repeat themselves in different combinations on all these projects. And in no particular order, we've basically, we put them together. We'll be producing this research and post it on our website. So by the time you hear this podcast, it should be up there. But you'll see that there's seven patterns that seem to come up are hyper-personal autonomous systems, predictive analytics and decision support, conversational slash human interaction, patterns and anomalies, recognition of different sorts, and goal-driven systems. So in this podcast, without any particular order, we'll go through all of these seven patterns. Any AI project or implementation can have one or more of these patterns, as Ron mentioned, as part of this solution. So each pattern requires its own machine learning and cognitive process, but you can combine it together to form a project. And we'll give some examples of that as we go through the various seven use patterns. The first pattern that we've identified, and like Ron said, these are in no particular order, but this is just how we'll be presenting it. So the first pattern that we've identified is hyperpersonalization. At Cognolytica, we define this as using machine learning to develop a unique profile of each individual and having that profile learn and adapt over time for a wide variety of purposes, including display relevant content, recommend relevant products, provide personalized recommendation and guidance, and so on. The objective of this use case is treating each individual as an individual. We had a very extensive podcast on hyperpersonalization. So if you'd like, you know, a really in-depth discussion on that, an overview, I encourage you to listen to that and we'll link that in the show notes. So for this podcast, we're not going to be digging into that, but this is one of our use patterns. So various examples of hyperpersonalization is personalized content, developing a user individual profile, personalized recommendations, and behavior profiling. A few examples we had given is Netflix is using this to recommend relevant and related content. We also had a really good use case we talked about with Starbucks, how they're using personalization to help engage with their current customer base. And there's many applications of hyper-personalization outside of the advertising industry, which we spend a lot of time. For example, we're starting to see hyper-personalization in finance. Basically, you can get these personalized recommendations of hyper-personalization in medicine, where we can get a personalized health rec care and... Yeah, care, recommendations, treatment. 
Also personalized fitness and wellness applications as well. So pretty much any time you could think about not treating someone like they're in a bucket and treating them like an individual, it's useful. One of the great use cases we like to share with when we're in training is the idea of the FICO score, which is really a bucketing system to group people together who probably shouldn't be anything like each other <laughs> into a scoring system to help understand their credit worthiness or their credit risk. But the truth of the matter is, is that you should really be looking at each person as a person. And when you do that, then you may say that two people that may have otherwise identical FICO scores may be very different levels of credit worthiness, even if they have very little credit. So we encourage you to take a look at that pattern because just of how broadly we see it being adopted. Similarly, the second use pattern that we've identified are autonomous systems. And clearly when you hear about AI, you definitely hear a lot about autonomous, which are the way that we define it is physical and virtual systems, software systems, as well as hardware, that are able to accomplish a task, achieve a goal, interact with their surroundings, and or perform their objective with minimal, if any, human involvement. That's what autonomous is, right? It's pretty clear because the English definition of autonomous. We hope you're enjoying this podcast and sorry for the brief interruption. Cognolytica not only produces the AI podcast that you're listening to right now, but we also generate research and advisory to help companies make sense of AI and cognitive technologies. We also run the most authoritative vendor-neutral AI and machine learning training and certification on the market. If you're looking to make AI a reality for your organization, our three-day Cognolytica training is for you. If you're interested in attending, you can find pricing and registration on our website at Cognolytica.com. We'll also provide a link in the show notes. We've met many of our podcast listeners in our classes, and we hope that we'll see you there as well. Now back to the podcast. Definition of autonomous is pretty consistent with that. (laughs) The objective of the autonomous systems pattern is to minimize human labor. So whereas with the personalization pattern, the objective is to treat everybody individually, this is a very different goal. The goal is, to be honest, to minimize human labor. That's why we do things autonomously. So examples of this are, of course, we have our autonomous vehicles and our machines and our autonomous bots of all sorts of sorts. But we also can see autonomy in the form of automatic documentation and autonomous knowledge generation. We've talked a bunch on this podcast in our research about autonomous processes and cognitive automation, the idea of systems that can not only operate independently, but in close proximity to humans. Of course, the whole idea of the collaborative robot, the cobot, which you may not think of as an autonomous system, but they are. They're meant to operate independently of humans, even though they're in close proximity to humans. And what we're calling, so the whole proactive you know, activity, proactive decision-making, when you sort of defer that decision to another system and say, I may give you guidance, I may be in your world, but you go ahead and make the decision, that falls in the autonomous systems pattern of AI. The third pattern that we've identified is predictive analytics and decision support. We define this as using machine learning and other cognitive approaches to understand how the past or existing behavior will help predict future outcomes or help humans make decisions about future outcomes using insight learned from past behavior, past interactions, and data. The objective of this pattern is helping humans make better decisions. So examples that we've identified in this pattern are assisted search and retrieval, having an intelligent knowledge base, predicting a number or a value. So that can be with dynamic or predictive pricing. You'll see that a lot in retail or wherever you need to determine pricing. Predicting behavior, predicting failure. That's really great in, you know, warehouses and anybody that has to have maintenance on vehicles or machinery for predictive failure. Assisted problem resolution. So this is help you figure out an answer to a problem where it can help the human. Identifying and selecting best fit. 
identifying matches between data, optimization activities, having guided assistance or giving advice. This is really great when you have a sales assistant on the floor or in a call, you know, capacity and the system can help give assistance to the salesperson on the other line. Intelligent navigation and situational awareness. So it can track information and alert when something needs action or attention. Mm-hmm. So obviously the idea here is that whereas with the autonomous system, we're sort of deferring the action and the decision-making to a machine or to a software, to a non-human, right? The objective here is that the human is still making the decision, but the machine is helping the humans make the better decision. Right. So that's how we differentiate between those two. And so in this case, it's what we call augmented intelligence, where it's not replacing the human, but it's just helping Mm -hmm. them do their job better by, you know, the various use Mm -hmm. cases that we identify. And it could just be as simple as just giving you a number. That's why predictive analytics is there. It's like, okay, well, by the way, you know, you can run out of money in two months. So, you know, (laughs) and you can do that without artificial intelligence. Obviously, there's ways of doing predictive analytics just using straight up statistics. But the kind we're talking about here is adaptive, where the machine learning is helping make that and learn and do that better over time. So the fourth pattern that we see coming up a lot is what we're calling the conversational slash human interaction pattern. Also, within this pattern, this is also where we talk about, you know, the creation of content that's really meant for human consumption. You know, like talk about that a little bit here. So at Cognolinica, we define this pattern as machines and humans interacting with each other using natural language, conversational forms of interaction, and content across a variety of forms of communication, including voice, text, written, and image forms. This includes machine to human, human to machine, and of course, back and forth, human and machine interactions. But of course, this is not machine to machine because machines do not use uh, human forms of communication. So the objective of this pattern is enabling machines to interact with humans the way that humans interact with each other. So when humans talk to each other, send images to each other, or are having a conversation, we want machines to be able to do that too. So obviously, the obvious example use cases here are chatbots, voice assistants, content generation of a variety of forms, image and text, sentiment, mood and intent analysis. We put this in the conversational pattern, even though this might fit as well in some of the other patterns, such as the next one where we're talking about patterns and anomalies. The point is that it's really trying to understand the intent around human speech. So it's really less about numerical patterns and it's more about speech-based patterns. So it's in this pattern. And of course, machine translation, which is using a machine to facilitate human-to-human communication, right? And that's what it is. You know, I speak one language, you speak the other. Let's stick a machine in the middle to really help the humans communicate. So it falls within this pattern. The fifth use pattern that we've identified is patterns and anomalies. At Cognolytica, we define this as using machine learning and other cognitive approaches to identify patterns in the data and learn higher order connections between information that can provide insight into whether a given piece of data fits an existing pattern or if it's an outlier and doesn't fit. The objective of this pattern is to find which one of the things is like the other and which is not. So an example that probably comes to mind right away is fraud and risk detection. This is used extensively to find, you know, just anomalies in data and say, okay, this looks out of the ordinary. This could be fraud. Also discovering patterns among data, surfacing insights in data, automatic error detection or correction. So it's minimizing and fixing human mistakes, intelligent monitoring, finding hidden groups of data, finding best matches to given data. Machines are really great at, you know, taking lots and lots of data and analyzing it, finding patterns a lot better than humans, and they can do it a lot faster as well. 
And then also predictive text. So when you're typing an email, it can predict the next few words in the text or with a text message, for example, it can predict the next few words. It's not always right, but pretty accurate, getting more accurate. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of weird for us to say that pattern and anomaly detection is a pattern. <laughs> I know. We kind of uh, trying to figure out there's another way to say pattern, which is kind of tricky to do at least in one word. So we know that it's kind of weird to say that one of the patterns for AI is pattern identification. But really the idea is using these machines to find these connections, right? And or find something that doesn't fit. And already machine learning has already proven just on its own. Forget about even the visions and the goals of AGI. Just like straight up using machine learning algorithms to find patterns, there's no doubt that this stuff is really powerful for doing that. So the sixth use case pattern that we've, not use case, but the sixth use AI pattern that we've identified is recognition. Of course, you cannot talk about AI without talking about the recognition pattern. So at Cognolytica, we define this pattern as using machine learning and other cognitive approaches to identify and determine objects or other desired things to be identified within some form of unstructured content. So it could be images, video, audio, text, or other primarily unstructured data formally that used to be not identified. So the objective of this pattern is to have machines identify and understand things, right? For a wide variety of purposes. So example use cases, of course, we have image and object recognition. That's the traditional space of computer vision. And then subspecialty within that is facial recognition which is a particular kind of recognition. We have any form of sound and audio recognition, you know, any kind of item detection where you're trying to find something within an image or find something within some piece of unstructured data. Handwriting and text recognition, which is actually really another subspecialty of image recognition. It's a subform of that. And also gesture detection, you know, identifying kind of what things are happening in sort of a visual space. So recognition is also a very well-developed pattern we've known through, through ImageNet and through other things that computers are just really good at it. Yeah, and this pattern comes up a lot within our infographics, within our use case podcasts that we've been talking about. This is one that's fairly widely used. The seventh use pattern that we've identified is goal-driven systems. At Cognolytica, we define this as using machine learning and other cognitive approaches to give your agents, the AI systems, the ability to learn through trial and error. This is useful for any situation where you want to have the system find the optimal solution to a problem. We found that this is the least common use pattern in practice today, but it's still very important, which is why we identified it as one of the seven use patterns. Goal-driven systems are mostly used with reinforcement learning. So when we've gone through our various use case podcasts, we have not given many examples of how certain industries are using the goal-driven systems, but we'd like to identify some use cases here. Scenario simulation, game playing, resource optimization, and resources can be money, equipment, or time, for example, iterative problem solving, and also bidding and real-time auctions. So some of the most famous cases and examples of reinforcement learning are AlphaGo and AlphaZero. DeepMind created this, and their theory is that the path to AGI, artificial general intelligence, is through reinforcement learning. Now, Ron, do you want to give a little background about what AlphaGo is and what it was created for? Yeah, so for those of you that aren't aware, you know, DeepMind started many years ago. I think in 2010, and then in 2014, it was sold to Google. 
Yeah. We'll, so, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll so we'll get to that later. But, <laughs> we'll clarify but it was, that in our, in our show notes. Yeah. But basically, their theory was that if you can adequately, they, they came up with the Q learning and other innovations in sort of the, the field of reinforcement learning and, and algorithms. Their theory was that if a computer can learn through trial and error, just trying a whole bunch of things, even crazy things, then it can theoretically learn anything. And of course, the first thing to start with is some of the games. It first started with very basic games, you know, uh, Atari Breakout and other sort of video games. And then, of course, later they moved to more advanced games and they went to, to chess, but they also went to Go, which is sort of like the holy grail for game playing bots. Right, because chess, there's a finite number of moves. It could be a lot, but it's still a finite number. But Go is almost infinite with its number of moves. So they said, well, if we can master Go, then we're really moving towards mm-hmm. that path. And they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it was, first was AlphaGo, right, which was the first platform that learned Go from, trained from an expert and then a human expert, learned from example, and then it kind of took, I think, about a month or so for I, it to... I was going to say, learn. it took a few months, and then it played Lee Sedol, who was the Go grandmaster. He's the champion. And actually, AlphaGo beat him. And so that's how AlphaGo right. now became the new Right. But then, then they said, like, well, what if we can, now that we have AlphaGo that we know works, let's have AlphaGo Zero mm-hmm. play itself. And it took only some number of days before AlphaGo Zero was able to outperform AlphaGo. And then, of course, like, well, can we generalize this game learning program to any game? And basically, it became Alpha Zero, and it was able to beat AlphaGo Zero and also master chess and all sorts of stuff. And now, if you're following along in the world of you know these intelligent bots, AI systems are being trained to play in all sorts of games. You know, multiplayer games, online games. There was a, a thing maybe about a year or so ago about it playing Alpha Zero playing Dota which is one of the big online uh, multiplayer games. And at this point, you know, this is when people started getting all freaked out and Elon Musk started crying about the super intelligence and be like, oh my goodness. But uh, <laughs> that's a whole other story because at, except at the same point, it's like applying this to sort of these real world scenarios where there's lots of other domains of learning is not clear. I think for us though, the reason why we look at it as a pattern is that we're keeping an eye on how reinforcement learning is being applied. If some of the research we're seeing seems to be that you can apply reinforcement learning to a variety of things that are part of these other patterns. We talked about the recognition pattern. We talked about the autonomous pattern. People are thinking about applying reinforcement learning to that. But that being said, these are not about machine learning algorithms and methods. These are about patterns. So we have these seven patterns, and we think that doesn't really matter whether you're using supervised, unsupervised, reinforcement learning, evolutionary algorithms, some crazy new thing that somebody comes up with, you know, 10 years from now. We still are finding that it's still these seven ways in which AI is being applied in either individually or in combination with each other on these projects. Right. And as we mentioned, we've gone through hundreds of use cases, and this is what we identified. They need to fit at least one, but can quite often fit more than one. So an example with this could be in one of our use cases, we talked about agricultural robots, where they're able to harvest crops a lot faster than humans. Well, what's involved in that? They can be collaborative or not, but so they're going to be autonomous, right? Because they'll be operating on their own. They might have some computer vision in there because they'll be able to identify what's the crop that they need. Recognition pattern. Yep. And then, of course, maybe the decision-making predictive analytics pattern in there, too. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Other examples are chatbots. We talk about how chatbots are used in multiple industries. Well, within that, you can have conversation because it needs to be able to understand. And then it can also have 
maybe predictive analytics. So it's trying to help figure out mm-hmm. the decision support. Yeah, decision. Yeah, that's right. So if you're building a chat bot that's going to help you pick, let's say, the best product, you know, right. from we talked about this, I think, in one of our podcasts where we were going into, you know, making sure that, you know, helping you with AI and fashion, actually. We talked about helping you make decision on shoes, right? If you're building a chatbot to help you pick out the best shoes, you're actually combining two patterns, right? You're combining the conversational pattern, which is just having the conversation. doesn't really matter what the conversation's about. It's like having a machine being able to actually hold an intelligent conversation with you. I see you use the word intelligent there. That requires the conversational pattern, right? So you need to do something in the conversational pattern, which means you need machine learning approach, you need the training, you need the interaction model. That's all conversational. But if you want this chatbot to also help you pick out the right shoes, then it needs to have the decision support pattern or the predictive analytics pattern. So it needs to be able to, and maybe even the hyper-personalization pattern. So I know you specifically. What does that mean? Well, if you're a project manager, that means I not, not only do I need the conversational model, but I need the personal model. So I need the Kathleen and the Ron model. So I need that model built somewhere, mm-hmm. right? My chatbot's not going to help me build that model. So I got to build that model on my own, right? I'm not going to be able to acquire that from anybody. And then if I'm trying to have it decide on the best shoes, then I may actually need a predictive analytics decision support model, a whole other model on my products to figure out maybe an unsupervised model to say what my product recommendations should be. Those are three different models because they're three different patterns. Right. So... That's why it's always important to go back to figure out what patterns you're using and then build your AI technologies and use cases around those patterns. So those are just a few examples, but there's more as well in some of the various use cases that we've discussed in previous podcasts. Yep. So I would say, you know, maybe as we're going forward in our research, especially we may highlight, uh, especially doing our use case, and we say, oh, this is this pattern and this pattern and this pattern, refer to our script. Yes, this is Cognolytica research. We are more than happy to share this research. This is available to pretty much everybody, just like how we did the classification system. It's not behind a paywall or anything like that. But we do encourage you, if you do like these patterns, to please refer back to us. Link back. Definitely don't claim it as your own. But <laughs> help us spread the word because we believe this is a very powerful way of understanding on the use case side what these patterns are all about. And we hope that it spreads. We hope that people do start referring to the use patterns and helping us explore them more. Listeners, we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. And as always, we'll post any articles, concepts, and related podcasts in the show notes. Additionally, we'll be publishing an AI use pattern roadmap. So keep an eye out for that. And then we'll also be publishing our seven AI use patterns as a piece of research and also some articles in the various places that we write. So keep an eye out for that as well. And thanks for listening. And we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.